0: Intersection, Intersection. Intersection. Magazine. Magazine Magazine Intersection Magazine Podcast Intersection Magazine Podcast. Uh, first of all, we are uh, coming to you live from Kampala. Uh, at least I think this is Kampala. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, this is uh, a podcast that we've been doing now for uh, a few months, since February. We took a, sh- a break, a uh, bit of an extended break, uh, unavoidable extended break, but we're back, hopefully, to continue giving you um, the good stuff. Um, first of all, I wanted to introduce uh, the new uh, jingle that was created by a friend of mine called Richard. I told him I wanted something to reflect our message about intersecting streets, so I talked about traffic lights, maybe the sound of vehicles, and of course our message or our, the title of our podcast, Intersection Magazine Podcast, so I hope you guys like that. Um you can get in touch with Richard Kasika. He's on um LinkedIn. Um as well as um through his uh his socials, but mainly LinkedIn. Um I have also incidentally interviewed uh Richard Kasika for a magazine and you can find this information in our blogs. Um I think it's uh, uh, I can share that information a little later, probably in the podcast notes, so you can read more about him, what he does um, in terms of music production and um, um, voiceovers, as well as uh, get a rough idea of some of his uh, educational background and his work experience uh, predominantly in Kenya and across the, across East Africa. And the second thing I wanted to do was um, also introduce a section that we've been doing now with the magazine. We're supposed to be interacting with three different groups, so we're expanding our magazine. Um, so that's with a group called Founders Lounge, Martin Mutuku and Joyce Kayima. They're from Kenya. And what they're trying to do um, is help uh, founders to create businesses that are generational and if you listen to our podcast probably about two two three months ago in Kenya we spent some time with them talking about what they do and the solutions that they're providing as well as some of the challenges that Kenyan businesses had faced in the past and how um, they were preparing these businesses to 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 expand and to grow and also to transfer that wealth generationally. So, in terms of our magazine, this is a bit of a of a link between what we do in the magazine and what we're doing for the podcast. But I wanted you guys to know that we're now in a partnership with Founders, uh, Founders Freedom. I mean, I hope I said that Founders Freedom before, not Founders Lounge. Um, so that's an uh, an interesting thing that's been taking place on in the magazine. We also have a partnership with someone we interviewed while we're in Tanzania. Um, it's been a bit on and off, but I uh, she's an amazing writer called Elsie Ayakouze. She's been writing for the East African for a while now. Um, prolific blogger, uh, very well educated, very familiar with uh, the landscape in Tanzania in terms of writer, the writers and the journalists and also the NGO space. We interacted with Elsie when I was in Tanzania, and we'd have a podcast uh, with her also, although the podcast was interesting because I took a bit of a different direction with the podcast. Uh, I asked her more about the entertainment industry than I did about uh, writing and and, and, uh, some of the other information I wanted to get from her. Um, So that's another section we've added in the magazine. The third is with a young man, a, a father of about three sons called Joseph. What I was interested in the interaction with Joseph was to see if we could um, put together a section in the magazine on mental health. So I'll hopefully cover that in the podcast as well, because I found that but I personally have had challenges in that area. And I think lots of people, especially entrepreneurs, need to find a space where they can um, relax and a place where they can share their thoughts, a place where they can vent. A space that's where they can talk about some of the challenges they face and the pressures that they're under, because the internet entrepreneurship life is very lonely. So I think there's plenty of room to um, talk about this subject. Um, so those, um, that's a bit of an update in terms of what we want to cover for this, um, for this episode. And then finally, I think I'm going to share with you a book that I've been reading by Michael Katagaya and Jeremy Biamanzi. And what I've done for this book is um, I created a summary like I normally do. and I normally share these summaries in the magazine. But what we've done differently is what I did is I got the text from uh, the magazine or from my summaries of the magazine or or, or from the book. The book is about, uh, it's called, uh, it's about, it's, written for those who are looking to to, to grow and to expand. It's called, um, uh, oh, heavens, I forget the name of the book, but it's by Jeremy B. Manzi and Michael Katagaya. Um, and it's a, it will help you if you're trying to grow your business, if you're trying to expand in various areas of your life, if, if it's personal growth. Um, it's, it's, it's a really useful book, so I hope you guys will appreciate the summary that we've done. Um, and in the book, what I've done is I've used um, artificial intelligence. So I think I'll be tackling that as well in the episodes to come, or probably in the magazine. And I used um, the tools that were provided by a, a young man that's uh, that talked about artificial intelligence on his on his um, Instagram page. He's really good, he's uh, based in Nigeria, but he made some suggestions in terms of tools that one could use if they were putting together video. And I used his material um, to come up with uh, the right tools for this project. So what I did is I got the text, submitted this text to an artificial intelligence uh, so- program online, and then I selected a voice called Rachel and Rachel translated or transformed my text into audio. Um, there are supposed to be about six parts to this audio, but you will probably get five um, until I can get the sixth part published. But I think you'll appreciate the material that Michael and Jeremy have put together. They've been uh, very, uh, uh, very straightforward and, and very honest in terms of the material that they've put together to help you grow. Mentioned... Uh, Some important places and some important leadership uh, teams or organizations such as um, uh, the Harvest Institute, Worship Harvest, John Maxwell's leadership growth uh, team and uh, uh, organization, I I guess you can call it that. They've also mentioned quite a number of people in the local space that have proved effective in leadership. Um, And so it's a very useful book. I I, I admit that when I started reading it the first time, I was a bit uh, challenged by um, the nature of the book because you have two authors and essentially writing or being uh, referenced. And it was a bit difficult to navigate. But once you read through the book, you'll appreciate the material and the time taken to put the material together. So each chapter has um, a specific subject it tackles and then um, you get um, a quotation from um, a popular personality, and then you get uh, about two three pages uh, written by someone that, that has excelled in that particular subject for that particular chapter. And then the book is also filled with uh, quite a lot of material um and lots of references for those of you who want to do a little bit more research and want to read up more you'll find lots of people to read about lots of books to read about lots of popular personalities are uh, described in the book so that you can expand your knowledge and grow with the book so that's what i'm going to present after this section and so i hope that you guys um appreciate it and I hope that uh, we can connect a little bit more. Maybe see if I can get Jeremy and Michael on this uh, podcast maybe sometime soon. Um, thank you very much for your patience. Uh, we hope that we can be a bit more consistent with this material. We we're hoping would be, we'd have some episodes out in sep- early September, but that didn't happen. And then we're trying to see if we can connect with a few more people for the months to come. Um, and then maybe a lot more when the year begins in 2024. So thanks for your support, and I hope you enjoy this book summary.
1: Summary of a book by Michael Katagea and Jeremy Baimanzi. The foreword of the book was provided by Dr. Eunice Adubango. In his introduction, Michael Katagea talks about the challenges of growing up in the rural areas as being dual-pronged educational and healthcare-care-based. Maybe in the present day, we could add security. The author then talks about the importance of being intentional. He quotes from a book written by John Maxwell on intentional living. He further goes on to combine intentionality with consistency. Chapter 1 is about confession. He takes you through his life and his confession early on at work about how he would retire by the age of 35 and how this irked his colleagues. This confession led to the ideas that helped him transition out of employment. He then shares some scriptures that talk about the power of words, Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three, and the book of Genesis, which talks about the creation story and how God created the earth through his words. Michael Katagaya writes about how words create thoughts which create actions. He goes on to talk about how confession must be buttressed, my own words, by deadlines. There are also some ideas that capture the state of play in our country that are hidden in words we say such as African time as well as the obsession for small talk. He refers to a song by the extremely talented Alex Makulu who wrote a song about this. In Chapter 1 about confession, the book shares the story of Manuela Molondo. Chapter 2 is about company. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 13, 20. He then shares the secret of a leadership school called the Harvest Institute, where those who enroll are placed in uncomfortable situations to stir up growth. He talks about how surrounding yourself with giants changes your perspective and causes you to talk and think like a giant. In this chapter, he talks about some of David's great men and how they were all extraordinary in their own regard. Still on the subject of company, he defines conformity as the act of matching attitudes, beliefs, behaviors, to group norms. The people that we interact with affect our behaviors and actions and therefore influence our personal growth journey. Perhaps a great thing I found about the book is giving reference and Alta form for others. There is mention of people that Mr. Katagaya worked with, such as Ariho Kamara, Julius Kwame, and Jeremy Baimanzi of Nomad. Mr. Katagaya also writes about the importance of partnerships for progress as well as collaboration over competition he shares some very interesting and useful ideas about selecting a co-founder. There are a few more ideas in this chapter that he describes about upbringing and experience in defining what the young worker will become. The importance of accountability, discipline, and work ethic, as well as responsibility. Other important ideas that come up in leadership are money, management, and conflict resolution. Some of the reasons why we chose co-founders and missed the mark are listed as people who say they believe in your idea, have resources, want to be listed or acknowledged, have the title you are looking for or had the original idea. In dealing with the challenge we currently have in the innovation and technology ecosystem, Michael Katagaya suggests that those with retirement packages think of alternative investment paths, such as young people who are creating solutions. Under the subject of company, he shares the story of Sense. The three sisters describe the history of their candle-making idea, its inception, and the amazing story behind why it is called Karabwa. The ladies talk about their favorite shows like Shark Tank and The Prophet. They also talk about how they have learned to familiarize themselves with terms that investors usually use in these settings. As a reader of Michael's book, I also suggest we develop or learn to interact with the local investors and get familiar with what makes businesses' investment worthy in our context. The third chapter talks about courage. The book makes use of a verse in the Bible where Joshua receives a message from Moses, Joshua 1.9. Courage as Michael defines it is the audacity to extend your boundaries. Then he tells the story of Jeremy by Monzi and his interactions with John Cato of Access Reprographics. One great takeaway is that fear is there, we just have to learn to move regardless. Michael talks about how he run for a position while at Macarer and what he learned, including the strategies he used and the influence he garnered while in the process. He shares some quotes from John Chisier, Roland Bartetsko, and Gregory A. Dattis. While courage is talked about in this chapter, he also emphasizes the importance of calmness, a panicking soldier is a danger to himself and to everybody else. This third chapter is capped by a story from Angela to Subira Okulo. The fourth chapter is about comfort, comfort, he says, is the enemy of personal growth. He shares the story of Jeremy Bymanzi and his decision to record his first song. Alan Waswa is mentioned as the producer who runs a studio called C-19, An interesting quote he shares is that you have to keep the tension between where you are and where you want to be, John Maxwell. He also shares a quote by Carl Salmonson. He advises that we embrace, my words, not fight growth. He has a section which he says, Arabism is a setup. He also encourages readers to focus on results, not reasons. A quote that really grabs you in this chapter is when he says, There's that age we hit and excuses start to make us look really very stupid. He also talks about a book by Malcolm Gladwell called The Outliers and Zeros In, on a section that talks on the importance of putting in the hours. He says 10,000 is what it takes to gain absolute mastery over a subject. The fourth chapter shares the story Becky Katagaya. The fifth chapter is titled Culture. He states that people are loyal to culture, not strategy. For those who are part of the faith, he describes work as worship. Here he mentions several characters, Serena Williams, Rosie Olenloyo, Aliko Dangote, and Goldberg Tumashabi. Then there is an important suggestion about contributing to the world as opposed to taking from it. For the fifth chapter, the book presents the story of Timothy Kyobi Mwesigwa. The sixth chapter is about creativity. Here he talks about how Albert Einstein described himself as not necessarily very intelligent, but passionately curious. He also talks about a shift that should take place in our hearts as students and lifelong learners, where we have to learn, unlearn, and relearn. This second part comes from Alvin Toffler. The author challenges the readers to come up with original ideas that have value. Here is a list of 13 suggestions that he offers. One, curiosity is the breeding ground for creativity. Two, feed your creative mind daily. Three, cultivate and find environments that keep you curious. Four, don't be frightened to be wrong. Five, keep questioning. Six, dare to think different. Seven, always ask why. Eight, think like's child. Nine, think big act incrementally. Ten, be a doer. Eleven, develop a thought process. Twelve, try self-employment. Thirteen, lean on God. He also offers some practical advice from Joyce Myers, You should have claimed authority over big things before you subdue little things like spoons and plates in your house making them clean. The sixth chapter shares the story of Alan Tayebwa. Alan talks about a book that changed his life called Money Won't Make You Rich by Sunday Adelaia. The seventh chapter is titled Calculations. Here he begins with a quote from Peter Drucker. Only what is measured get managed, he says. Michael talks about the most interesting lecture he ever sat through, which was about vision. Vision gives us focus, it helps us see the bigger picture, vision keeps us going, and vision shows obedience to God. A few other ideas are presented such as setting resolutions, having to do lists, living intentionally, not procrastinating, being present, concentrating, and critical thinking. He also talks about the idea that day is made up of 24 hours, and these hours are similar to the carriages of a train. These thoughts by Mike Murdoch can help you structure your day into one-hour bits that are easier to manage. In this seventh chapter, he shares the story of Ronald Bett. He guides us through his journey to lose weight and the strategies that he used, including how this turned into a successful business helping people with similar challenges. Mr. Bett mentions three authors, Jason Fung, Jimmy Moore, and Gary Tobbs. The eighth chapter is titled Consistency, Your repetition becomes your reputation. Build habits in the areas where you want to grow. There is an interesting discussion about the present day focus on gigs and the effect on resilience and growth. He shares some of his experiences when trying to hire talent from a local university and the back and forth he had with the head of department. Some of the best students had a tendency to lack focus And had a preference for multiple quick jobs that offered fast cash. There was limited mastery of one area. In the eighth chapter, he shares the story of Joseph Rawabos, E-Myth, with Michael E. Gerber, is suggested reading. Joseph also describes his work with PISPA Africa. The ninth chapter is titled Cash. He suggests that people turn talent and passion into business people should find and solve problems, it is these solutions that could be the key to exponential growth. This is a good chapter if you want a summary of some of the best investment groups, both religious and secular.
0: Intersection, intersection. Intersection Magazine podcast.